yeah. All right, dude. Here we are. Whoa. Life well done, in person, first podcast in person, and I probably since I was here for Jen. That's probably the last podcast, maybe Nate, that I did in person. Wow, really? Well, I'm honored to be on. So, Thank you. yeah, for the record, Pat Kennedy on Hello, the podcast. Everyone. Pat Kennedy, a good friend, longtime friend through CrossFit, which is funny. I didn't think I'd ever have really good friends through CrossFit. Um, yeah, well, we, we met at CrossFit, yeah. but then we both we bonded, bonded through doing non-CrossFit <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> which is... Like, bro, this movement is stupid, isn't it? Yeah, dude, it is. Let's talk about yeah, that. We just became best friends. <laughs> Did we just become best friends because we thought uh, box... Ju- Jumps were dumb at yeah. 24, or yeah. step ups were dumb at 24 inches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're out. Yeah, dude. So, Pat, man, uh, this is sweet. So, I'm probably not supposed to disclose this, but no one in the military is listening. Um, we're not supposed to be in Michigan, but we're here, and, and we we love hanging out with you and Jen. And, and so it was like, well, I'm going to have you on the podcast. So, just let's do it in person. We'll have a couple of margaritas in us. So and, fun. And so here fun. we are, too deep, and we're good to go. But, um, Man, I literally think I think I say this every podcast I do, but all of the best fucking quotes, everything like the conversation just flows. I'm like, how do I recreate that? Right before I'm like, all right, I'm gonna press record now. Everything's good. But um, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on here was to share what I always was able to receive from you, which was the way I phrase it to you is that sometimes you feel like the bigger brother I never had. And I, you know, I love my brother-in-law. I got a big sister. I've got a great relationship with my dad. I've had male figures in my life, but there's some kind of delivery. When people come along, they do deliver truth to you in certain ways where you're like, ah, that hurts, but it also feels really fucking great. And you've had that weird ability to kind of just cut through anything, any of my excuses and bullshit and just been like, dude, you just gotta do this. You can't do that. And I've always been appreciative of that. I've always been appreciative of Jen, who is one of my mentors uh, in, in business and, and just super great friends even before any of that. So uh, that's, I mean, one of the reasons, the reasons that I want to have you on is because I know you have a shit ton to say. You are an incredibly introspective and, and connected human being to self and, and the world, I feel like. Um, but I also look at you as, as uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people look at their parents, their dad in particular, of like, a hero in some regard and I do that with my dad um, but it still is your dad so you always have that relationship like dad doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about yeah. right oh, yeah. um, as much as the older I get I'm like shit he knew everything he was talking about right. it's crazy that mother, that <laughs> yeah. smart yeah so but you have this uh, this wisdom that uh, I am grateful for and it just seemed like perfect time in my life where I feel like I'm transitioning into a lot of uh, gray area, unknown, uncharted areas for myself where I'm like, this is, this is something that I feel like you have a lot of experience with, a lot to say, and for that, um, I'm excited for this conversation as I am with any conversation. But my whole long spiel is to say, dude, tell me about yourself, tell people about yourself, tell us the exciting news about your life right oh. now, and let's see where this thing goes. All right, all right. Well, thank you for that introduction. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate those those kind words because you know you never think of yourself in that way but we've always had a really good relationship at the gym and and that kind of thing but also you know having the ability to have those close conversations that not a lot of men get to have you know you you don't get to cut through the the facade you know of the bullshit (laughs) ego I'm so tough you know to then have a real conversation and connect and we've always been able to have those real conversations and connections 
connections. Yeah. And you've helped me out, I think, and I would say just as much as you, that I've helped you out. So oh, those conversations that's pretty sweet to hear. <laughs> always put a ton of perspective on my life, too. Damn. And you've dropped some knowledge bombs on me that have have serious impact in my life, too. So Yeah, I'm going backwards right now trying to think of uh, all the times I went for, to you for advice and don't know where I give you any. But, that's dude, that's awesome. <laughs> it's humbling. Um, I, I can assure you I've gotten <laughs> just as much out of those conversations as you have. I'm, so. I'm grateful to hear that. Um, but... Um, on a side note, now that we've just totally uh, pumped each other's tires, yeah. and uh, we spit on it first, like everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my life, so uh, I am in the process of some changes as well. Uh, you know, I had a career position uh, with Boyne Resorts uh, as a ski buyer, uh, something I worked towards for a long time and had the position for um, you know a handful of years, and absolutely loved it. Ski industries a ton of fun to be in. Um, I, I love my job. Well, I'll take that back. I love about 50% of my job <laughs> or maybe 40% of my job. Fair enough. The other part is still a job, <laughs> you know, and you deal with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. But um, it's been great. Boyne's been a great family for me, but I have a new family and our values and our direction changed. And my wife, Jen, uh, she is incredible. She's incredibly smart. She is. She's incredibly driven. She always has been. And she is meant for huge things on this planet. And I, all, I we were drawn to each other, you know, our relationship, but we grew together. We were both in this growing phase when we got together. And she sparked so much in me without ever telling me. She was never one of those like, oh, well, you should do this or you should do that. It was just when we got together, I was like, everything became clear. I was like, holy shit, I know what I need to do now versus I didn't know what I needed to do before. <laughs> um, and so she's incredibly driven. She's growing a, a, a wonderful business and she gets to impact and help a lot of people. And that was her goal from the yeah. beginning being in education. And so we have a wonderful opportunity right now that I get to join her in the business that she created. Mm -hmm. And I am just so thrilled to do that on so many levels. Um, she's been working incredibly hard and I, I get to come in and I get to take a lot of things off her plate that allow her to focus more on her, her clients, her impact, you know, acquiring more clients, sure. serving them better, and taking some of the other work off her plate while optimizing, you know, all that. Sure, sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's a fun time. So I put in my resignation. I quit my career position, which was shocking to a lot of people. <laughs> well, it's uh, I'll interrupt that because I remember having conversations with you where you talked about the growth that you could and would be having at your position where it was like, well, I'm working hard for X, Y, and Z, but this is the payoff. It's coming up here, here, and here. Yeah. Um, and so not that I'm... I, you know, I, especially the way the world is right now, not a lot of things shock you. Um, but it's a, it's a story changed, you know, the direction for you as Pat changed from what I had heard and knew that you really enjoyed and loved. But, um, you know, a lot of times we say the word change and we think like, we get all like sweaty and clammy and you're like, Oh shit, what's going to happen? And like lots of things. And Oh, this yeah. is this is awesome to watch you guys, but yeah, and to take it back, like, it's just oh, cool to, to understand where it looked like your your trajectory was going with your career, oh, and yeah. big things were coming for you, and now it's just different 
different uh, pathway, but I don't see why anything smaller would be happening in your life either, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting. That's great because change is scary and change is never easy. But for, you know, and these are, we're making big, big changes in our lives, but for whatever reason, and I, we can get into that, we feel so aligned and we feel so guided and protected in these decisions that although we're choosing to completely upend our life, (laughs) it feels fine. And we're, we're stepping in the unknown and we really don't know a lot of the things we're getting into, but we feel totally fine with it. Yeah. We're not even nervous or scared. We're just excited. Um, but you know, people were were very you know. Oh, you're you know you quit your job. What are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> what it, are you gonna do? <laughs> right? I know. And, and it's funny because like I was working towards these things. I achieved the job I was working towards. The next level was gonna take a little bit longer to get to because yeah, I would have to wait for my boss to retire <laughs> 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 to get there. Really, um, and. Uh, things change and you know I was shown a different way and a different way that we could create our life together and once we kind of looked at that and we said well how do we want our life to be like what do we it was almost like a backward design like when you pick a program and you backward design it or whatever yeah we were looking at our life and we're like what do we want our life to be like and then we backward designed it from there and it became really clear that it was like you know this job I have it takes me away for three months solid yeah. The winter season, see you later, I'm out. I remember that. <laughs> and, I remember that. And it was exciting at first because the travel was exciting and every time I traveled I was going skiing and I was doing fun things. Um, but it takes a toll on the household and we don't even have kids. It takes a toll on a relationship. Yeah, well, yeah. It makes it tough. Uh, so, um, you know, to, to be able to to put a career position to bed and leave on a good note and step into something here that we get to, you know, work together and build a business together and create a life that we want to create together is incredibly exciting. It's, um, I, we're Morgan and I, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are very, very excited for you, uh, for you both. Um, I don't think that a lot of people understand that you're stepping in the role that you're about to. And, and I know that I know what you're doing. I don't actually know what you're doing as like a role. Um, but it is a testament because Jen, although Jen would have soared no matter what, whether it was you, someone else or nobody, I think that Jen is the type of person that will continually grow. I think that's just in her, her DNA. And, and um, that's why people are, we are drawn to her and her compassion and her energy and, um, I'm sure those are just a few of the many things that drew you to, you know, being married and, and finding that with her. Um, but you also are that type of person too. You're you're a little your your personality is a little bit more reserved, uh, generally. I mean, I'm sure there's moments like there's moments where we all get unleashed, but um, you have a very fascinating past. In, that I know a little, a little bit about, but you are also a very grounded human being. And that's, that's always something that I've looked at in, in awe of you, of, I know that you're, I know that you were dudes, right? We've got this, <laughs> uh, we've got this fire in us that sometimes whether controlled or not controlled comes out. And 
I've been on that side of it. I, there was one moment where I stepped over boundary unintentionally, just thinking I was doing something right, and you you said what you said, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Pat's picked at, pissed at me, and I'm like, I was just trying to help. But the whole root of it wasn't had nothing to do with you and I. And I knew that, and you knew that, and it was no big deal. You know, I'm water under the bridge, but I will never forget things. I was like, I learned from it. Uh, of like, you know what? Just push it out and let, let, let what needs to be taken care of be taken care of. But um, when you step into this role, so you guys... You guys are, I'm going to break this news here. You guys are selling your house. You just bought an RV and you're hitting the road and that's going to be life for now. You're going to work from the road and you're going to uh, journey Yes. in every oh, sense yeah. of that word. And that is, um, I don't have the words to describe it, but it's it's this big audacious goal being <laughs> met now. And now you, you, know, you say you guys are stepping in the unknown with a whole shit ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's a testament to what you guys have worked so hard on uh, as, as a married couple, as supporting um, partners in business, both of them. I know that you know I'm close enough to you guys that I know enough of the issues that it, when they did come up, it was like, what do you need? You know, I know that you were gone and you're traveling around the you know, country and world for, for your business. And you, know, you said something just a couple minutes ago about you know, you're, you're stepping away in a sense content from what you were doing and, and I my thought process there was that is it necessarily the level in which you reach with your business or is it how you reached it because you worked your balls off mm-hmm. and and so you, know, you come back to results driven or process driven and results are great you know you're working for results but you're working in the process mm-hmm. and you've always been someone that just works really really hard at, at least from what I know everything you do and I know that that's involved in your marriage your friendships your work yourself um, all those things so to me my thought process there was it has nothing to do with the level in which you reached with your job as much as it had how you reached everything because you put your energy as as much energy as you could into it um, and I think that's that's a really big takeaway because you will find success and in, in, I sure use the word happiness but for lack of a better term I'll use the word happiness in whatever you do when you are focused on the work you get to do mm-hmm. you know but yeah, so you guys are, as, as it's been stated, Jen has been able to retire you. And um, I think that that's a really cool thing because as men, you know, we talked about this, we were pouring the second margarita. What's going on with men today, as much as it's ego-driven, it is lack of in tunement to is that even the word in tunement? Being in tune with yeah, that is not. Put that in the sure dictionary of my face next to it. I didn't yeah, make it up. Um, but being in tune with self and, and understanding like we talk about what it means to have purpose as a man and it doesn't have to be a, a, a degradation on women. You know, like it has nothing to do with in my case, like Morgan, I you do not belong in the kitchen making sandwiches. You belong doing whatever fucking sparks your fire and we can work through our things together and we're growing together and we're both doing work individually to grow. But man, you are in a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and unique in the sense that how many people do we know that can retire their spouse, whether it's male or female-led? It doesn't matter. It's just the ability. And it's not like we're 95 years old and going, ah, fuck, we nailed it. Right, right. It's the fact that you know, in the 30s, you're talking about journeying across the country, potentially oh, yeah. the world at some point whenever 
the borders mm. open up if they open up. foot rig. <laughs> yeah. That's not you know, so, the borders. Right. Well, so, Canada. Yeah. If they let if us they in. They let us in, yeah. You know. But, you know, you're, you're going to captain the boat and uh, the ship, and, and Jen was able to retire you in just the sense of how it worked. And what is that? Let's talk about what that means as a, as a male that what does that do to the inside because oh, there's okay, a lot yeah. of dynamics there there's a lot there's a lot of layers with this question yeah there's a lot of layers. Uh, yeah. so we got to peel back the onion a little bit <laughs> um and uh, i'd say let's start at the, the top of it right so um you know it's it's a gen, gender roles yeah. right and we'll talk we'll just go gender roles right so no matter how evolved we think we are as a society in 2020 even though uh, looking at 2020 we are clearly not evolved at all if which, I had hair I know this, it would be on fire right I know now. this isn't the conversation but um, <laughs> we clearly have not evolved one bit yeah. but um, that, that part aside right we'll uh, save that for the fire side yeah, of the chat it's totally different yeah we don't need to bog down your podcast with that kind of crazy that's stuff that's right my mom and aunt probably agree with us maybe so. round two yeah um, but you know, gender roles are—it's—it's it's interesting because they're broken now. You know, they're getting broken through, but there's still so many deep-rooted things between men and women, and then also the views of different men and women, mm-hmm. and those are projected upon you know you all the time. And whether you think you know you're through it or not, there's feelings that, that get brought up and get felt. And, you know, as a male, you're the provider of the household, right? These are general things, right? You're the provider of the household, you know, and that's men get a lot of fulfillment from being the provider. That's like a love language of ours in a way, you know, where it's like, I'm doing this, I'm working my tail off to provide, and that gives me satisfaction, right? You know, with Jenna and I, the way that we've busted through that and it wasn't even something we needed to bust through it was because from day one we viewed our relationship as a team and when we looked at it as a team and when we had to approach difficult things or difficult you know situations in our life or decisions we looked at it as a team what does a team do well if one person needs support in a team the other person does it right. the team always supports each other mm-hmm. no matter what So in a team setting, there's no gender role. There's no right or wrong. And so when we were both going through school, she was finished, I was finishing my bachelor's and she was finishing like her postgraduate master's third degree. 15th degree. She's always been ahead of me there. Um, and, (laughs) And it was interesting because like, I would need some support, she would need some support, but we were always there for each other. So like if I had to pick up the slack, like if I had to cook more, if I had to clean more, you know. Um, well, I think Jen would also say like she probably sh- you should probably cook. <laughs> yeah, well that's we, for we sure know Jen is open enough to say like she should probably not be cooking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love her, but I've seen plenty of stories. Totally. <laughs> Pat, for the sake of the house and everybody's safety, please <laughs> just you cook. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to burn the place. Down. She embraces it though, so I'm not talking shit. She does. Yeah, she totally does. <laughs> uh, so it was. It's like you know, you view it as a team, and that's what really gets you through when it's one sided, because it's never. It's not always going to be equal. You know, there's always one person that might have to do more of the 
shit work mm-hmm. to support the person that's working towards their dreams. And it's not like that's how it's going to always be, but you know, and that, that was our, that was our previous relationship. So now that's at the table for us right now. We've learned how to, how to go through those situations of, okay, it's, I'm focusing on what I'm trying to achieve. And then, okay, you might have to take a little bit more time here or vice versa with, with when her business kept continuing to grow, you know, we looked at it as a team. It's better for the team. Things are great for the team. (laughs) And she's gotten to a point to where, you know, she does need more support and we, you know, there's the ability to hire it out or for me to come on board. And it was a pretty easy decision for us to do that because when you look at the opportunity for growth in in her business versus me staying in a career salary position, you know, you have more ability to create more income. Sure, sure. Um, And, but then you have to get over the fact that, you know, you're quitting your job, which means you're not bringing your own money in. Mm -hmm. So as a man, you're not bringing a paycheck home anymore. Whether that paycheck's the same as your spouse's or not. Right. You don't have it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going, and however you want to word it, you're working for your wife. Yeah. You know, like you can make a fancy title or you can do whatever this or that, but you're working in your wife's business. Right. Now, it's, you know, it's marriage, so it's your business. And I've certainly supported her in many ways um, during her time in her business, but it's her business and she's grown it and she deserves that. Right. Every bit of it. So then you have to get over the fact of, okay, you don't have your money coming in anymore and now you're working in your wife's business. Yeah. And no matter how evolved I say that I am, and I'm I'm a hundred percent so excited for it, but there's still feelings that come up, and, and her and I have talked about it. Those are natural, normal feelings. Uh, well, yeah, it's there's some things that just have to happen, and it's part of your challenge of growth, right? The the thing when you said, you know, you don't have a paycheck, you know, you get out of your career collecting your paycheck whether it's even technically, it's not even your paycheck, somebody else is still in control of it. It's weird when it's that close to home because I feel like, you know, when Morgan and I got married, a lot of the question was, are you sure? Well, I know this doesn't look stereotypical as far as we were together for five years, we dated, we did this, we had a year and a half engagement, we had this big wedding, like, no, 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 I know that it's not different, it's different, yeah. but at the end of the day, like, my question, I answered the question with a different question, I said, are you sure? Because <laughs> I'm as sure as I think I can be, Yeah. and I'm not going to, you know, it's similar to the things we've talked off, off of recording, but you either are fucking in line with it, you go for it, or this thing may never come along again, and either way, you're on a path. You know, it's like the classic phrase of like, indecision is is a decision, you know? (laughs) But when you said that about your paycheck, I wrote down the word trust and underlined it. Underlined it? Underlined it. Man, that margarita is getting me. Uh, Nice mix. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, the trust factor of, it's not, there's a lot of ego and layers to that about working for someone else in general. But when you come that close to home, where I don't think a lot of, of, relationships talk that in, in in depth about number one those feelings of all the things you are feeling 
but also financially. A lot of people aren't very open about what they have going on financially with each other, you know, and there's a trust factor of now the person that's feeding you is your wife. And is, again, it's not that you're not excited for her or supportive. There's this natural drive of man, bio, I think it's biological where like we are the provider and I put down oh, pr- protector. Yeah. Right. And, it, and I've, you know, this has been something I've shifted, shifted into very, very recently. And it feels like a freight train moving where I feel like a, the, the, a mission of taking on getting men back and that includes myself it's not like I'm living some life of like I'm the man it's no like I don't want to be in I want to be in my feelings but I also want to have that masculine too and you do a very job of this but we are the provider protector in biology innately and so now I wrote down the word trust because it's like well it's again not that you don't support it or trust it it's just hard to think that like well, the person I love and I'm supposed to be protecting or providing for in, in some kind of story is now the person that's feeding me, mm-hmm. giving me my life, my livelihood. And so I can only imagine that that's a, that's a tap right on the ego's door. You know, that, that's so, it's so, I mean, like that could be in a textbook of like, okay, here's a, here's a <laughs> yeah. blatant example of what does it mean to have ego's door tapped on? And it doesn't mean that like you're not supporting none of that thing, you know. I feel like I always have to explain that, like, and you do. People are so sensitive, it's, but like, these are normal, natural yeah. feelings, and it's okay. The thing that's not okay is to suppress them and think that something's wrong with what you're feeling. Yeah, and dude, you know, we talked a little bit about this right before we pressed record. Like we always do, we have the best conversation there. But <laughs> it was um, I've had this fear of when I started the podcast with Nate. And we were starting it off as mental health. We we disclosed a lot of you know almost all of our issues that we had is you know without having a nine hour fucking podcast that again my aunt and mom were listening to. It was it was very much about you know do I felt like I was pussifying men, and I've jokingly said it, but also there's a part of me that's very serious and whether I should or shouldn't think this, but. If men come any softer than me, I feel like we've got an issue. You know, I feel like I'm like right on that border of like, yeah, I don't know, dude, you probably could be a little bit harder. But, you know, it's good that you have that range of masculine, feminine energy. And so I can only imagine that this experience will will peel back layers that you didn't ever know you had or existed. And it will reveal even more strong characteristics of both masculine and feminine. So my question is, it really when it taps on ego's door, in this case, this is very easy. This is a very like easy thing to express. Express is like ego, but how do you maneuver that? Well, uh, <laughs> it's been a process. I'll tell you that. And what it is, what I've done is I've I've been I've done a ton of work on awareness, and I've done a ton of work on trying to be aware of my feelings and what I'm feeling at the time because. An issue that I used to have were anger management problems. Mm. And my anger management problems, I wouldn't realize that I wasn't breathing, which, you know, like I wasn't in control of my breath, and then I wasn't in control of my feelings, and then I would just lash out in, in many ways. But now, so what, through the process of this self growth, I've been more aware of being able to identify the feelings I'm having. And when I've been having these feelings of my ego getting checked, and honestly, it's been happening recently because I'm getting really close to the point in time my paycheck's getting cut off. <laughs> you know? And so it's been these interesting things. Yeah. 
you know, and when they come in, I let them come in, I sit with it, and I analyze, and I think about it. Okay, what am I feeling? Am I, am I really feeling like I'm, I'm mad, or, am I, or am, I, am I really feeling I'm frustrated with my wife? Because we're having a conversation and we need to agree on whatever, and it's financial, and now the tape, now, now I don't have as much leverage on my side because my paycheck's not coming in yeah. anymore. Am I frustrated because of that? Like, what am I? Re- what's what am I really upset about? And should this manifest itself in my relationship? Is it my wife's fault that I'm feeling this way? No, it is not Jenna's fault. So, should my feelings impact or present themselves to her? Hmm. You know what I mean? So, like the answer is no. Are, yeah, and after you already made a conscious decision that like this was my decision. The, exactly. The answer is no. Because she's not doing anything wrong. I'm having these feelings, and it's something that I need to, you know, I need to identify. You know, say okay, feeling, <laughs> and let it go. But you need to sit with it and and realize what's happening. And realize how it happened to then identify that pattern. Okay, well, this is what makes me feel this way. Why is it making me feel this way? Okay. What do I, how do I get to reframe this? I get to come in, I get to start a new chapter of my life with my wife and completely, you know, grow a business with her in a new way. What was the experience like coming up to making the decision that you were going to leave your job? You know, was I, that a quick decision or is that something you sat there and pondered for a minute? Um, you know, it actually wasn't a, t- it wasn't a long decision. And the reason is, is so my full vision and our full vision isn't that I'm going to be working in her business. Or working, you know, for her yeah. forever. This is not our forever plan. This is our right now plan. Transition time almost. Transition time. Yeah. So I certainly have things that I'd like to work towards, you know, to continue to create my own identity again. Because another part of the onion that we're peeling back is identity. So I'm leaving a career position that there's a, like three people in the U.S. that have the position I have with their ski resort company. So it's highly sought after in the ski industry. Sure. And like, I'm very well connected there and I created a really good name for myself. More so than I, I knew until I actually quit. <laughs> then I realized, holy shit, you yeah. did some good things, bro. Did that make you question your decision? Um, you know, at, 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 it did a little bit, but briefly. Because then I quickly remembered all the reasons why I need to leave that position. Yeah. That position is not serving me anymore at all. It is bringing me down. Interesting. And it is it is not allowing the growth that I'm experiencing at all. It's keeping it's it's keeping me down. My creativity, everything was keeping me down. Ten like twenty percent of the job is the fun part, and that's where I was like, oh, that's I'm leaving this. But then you have to remember, wait a second. There's so much more. There's so many more reasons why you're leaving. It's because there's there's something more for you. There's something there's more opportunity for you. 
And the first thing that you get to do is you get to work and grow with your wife. And that's a beautiful thing. And you get to be in what looks to be an amazing RV. Oh, absolutely. And go fucking see the entire United States and just decide where we're going to put our flag down whenever we fucking feel it's like gonna it. It's going to be great. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. It's, uh, so you kind of started talking about it, but signs it wasn't serving you your job because you just said 10 to 20% of it was like this fun. Like I know you as part of what makes me one component of me calling you what I would describe as an ideal man. Oh, yeah. 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 Bow there. Um, <laughs> is, is your outdoorsiness. Um, and you said that 10 to 20% was really fun. Obviously like I always say this about hockey, you know, we always in the hockey playing hockey was like, Oh man, I would love playing a child. I'm like, would you? <laughs> because no matter what you do, it becomes a job. Like everything, at some point with everything you do, you're like, oh, yeah. this is not at all fun to me. Like, I don't want to do this. But that also feeds to the parts that are really enjoyable to, you know, in, in this case, you know, my case would be like connecting with people. I don't, not that I edit anything, I just drop things into the garage band and move on. But like, you know, if I had to actually edit anything, I'd be like, I fucking hate this. I hate posting on social media, dude. I fucking hate it. Yeah. When I post these things, I get away from it. I'm like, ah, I don't really want my voice out there, but I really want my voice out there. I want to connect with people. So like, what was it that made it not serve you? Because I was listening to Johnny's podcast on our drive recently. And, and he was talking about his experience of when he got out of, um, He's a, he's a retired special operator, uh, ranger, ranger. yep, yep, and so he he sounds like just, yeah, dude, he just seems like a really tapped in motherfucker right there, yeah, he seems cool as shit, um, and part of my reason for believing that is because you've said he is, Uh, (laughs) but he, he talks about, yeah, he just seems like a really easygoing guy with a lot of work in his growth, but he talked about on one podcast about, you know, when he came back from overseas and his thing was soccer, he was a very competitive soccer player and, you know, good enough that it, it meant something of like, oh, maybe there's something here, you know, and whatever that really means. But he found out that when he came back, it just wasn't serving him and to be competitive with it as much as it was like, oh, someone asked me, I'll go play and it's enjoyable. But he said he treated sports like that in general. And I don't want to misquote it, but that's, that's what I took away from it. Okay. And I started thinking about my experience with hockey and how much I like coaching it more than I like playing it now. But every once in a while, I still like to just skate and I need to do a better job of manipulating my feelings towards it and not in a negative way, but like just understanding why I'm going. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to be the best anymore. I just want to play. But he was talking about what things serve him and that just wasn't aligned with his identity to be playing once a week or twice, whatever it was. And so I can only bring up that example when you're talking about your your decision was a pretty quick one and part of it was because you didn't feel aligned or like work was serving you outside of the obvious things of like well only 10 for 10 to 20 percent of it was exciting or fun or however you want to describe it there's a deeper thing there than oh it was just work there's something deeper there that wasn't in alignment and maybe you've identified it, maybe you don't maybe you never have to just a feeling that you go off i know you as a grounded person so I look at you and go, this guy has an easy time making decisions. Mm. You know, mm. whereas I look at myself, I'm like, man, decision making? I don't even want to talk about where I want to go to eat after this, you know? So if you ask my wife, I don't. Yeah, but well, that's because, like, that's because they're wise. Um, yeah. <laughs> what color t shirt do I wear? Yeah, 
you know, that's I'm the hardest decision. Uh, yeah. Quitting my job is easier than deciding what friggin' t-shirt to Yeah, well, that's because they usually yell at you for whatever you do. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Um, yeah. But what wasn't, what didn't feel in alignment for you? What made that decision relatively easy in terms of, why well, this is just it? Yeah, it became, uh, that's a really, really good question. Um, you know, I got really good at my job, but it wasn't in my zone of genius. Yeah. Right? So it was, I was able to get really good at it. And parts of the job were things that light me up. And then... Interrupt you. What were those things? Those things were creating new programs and growing the business. Okay. I loved figuring out what direction we needed to focus in to grow our business. Hmm. And I would do that through, you know, looking at the numbers and analyzing some of the data. And then I also loved negotiating good deals with our partners. So where I really show up really well is at the table. When I'm relationship creating. So one thing that I did that I will, you know, pat myself on the back for at the job that I had is it wasn't like I increased revenue or margin as a buyer, right? We had good years and everything was on point, right? But what I did do was create a better relationship between our corporate offices, which is where I was, corporate buyer, or you know, head office, versus all the resorts and stores. And you had like a liaison there. So we didn't have good relationships because it was always viewed like, okay, you know, it's like, this, you know, everybody's against upper man. Yeah, in the trenches, and yeah. then people are against upper man. Yeah, it's it, politically, it's, it's, it's just upper government, and then people. These guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Why did they do this? Just give us the fucking right. money, and we'll do what we right. need to do. Everybody <laughs> thinks your job is easy, and you don't know how to fucking do your job and do it. That's normal in every environment. But what, what, was I, what I was able to do, and this is stuff that lights me up, is I was able to. I went, that's why I traveled a lot. I went to all of our resorts a lot. Yeah. And I got to know the teams there and I created good relationships with those teams so that we had a better, we had better synergy between all of our resorts and the corporate office. Hmm. And information and communication flowed really well. Yeah, things that don't show up, it's like um, being the locker room guy. Things that don't show up on paper or on the <laughs> stat sheet, but that like coaches look at and go like, we need that motherfucker in here. Like, if, we, if you trade that guy, I'm leaving too because this team's garbage after this. Totally. Yeah, locker room guy. You're, you're the guy that, you're, you're the glue of everything. And, and I was, very, I'm, and I still am, proud that I was able to do that. Yeah. Um, and so those are the things that light me up. And, you know, when I looked at the other parts of the job and... You know, you're working for a bigger company. It's it's hard to enact change, and I was trying really hard to enact a lot of other changes, and it just became really difficult. And you then start to see that, you know, your impact that you can have is small, and you can't change a lot of people's minds. It's really yeah. hard to do that, and so it became a bigger challenge, and it then became really frustrating. And then instead of me showing up to work saying, I get to do all these things and I'm motivated and excited, I started saying I have to mm. do these things 
and I became bitter and resentful mm. to the job. Dude. I need to take a breath there. Wow. Uh, well, you just shot a fucking bomb right into my backyard. Uh, That's when I knew, like, I knew it was time to get out, and Jenny could see it. And now we have this opportunity, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to just free yourself. I don't know what I'm getting into. I mean, I do. With, yeah, with yeah, yeah. With her, but, but still, the other stuff. Jump into the deep end. Yeah, sure, I don't yeah. Into. But I know that I'll figure it out because Man. I'll have, I'll be lighter. I won't have this weight on me, you know. Fuck. <laughs> you just, you just threw a wrench into my whole thought process there. Mm. Uh, so I'm going through that right now. And you know what? I don't know. I'm even scared to say it. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, with Morgan being in the military, we are, you know, there's it, it choices that we made together. I made conscious, kind of like, you know, you've left your, your career consciously, but it doesn't mean these feelings don't come up. It's a matter of, I have to sift through and make sure that like, I remember that I made this decision for me and for us, but if I didn't like it, I didn't have to make this decision. Um, you know, I, I certainly can do a better job of that in my life of like how language matters, right? So like remembering you made the decision, so, but like it's okay, you don't have to be struggling too. Um, but I'm in a place where the people that I, I'm, I interact with on a daily are really great people. I've met, you know, in New Jersey, we always joke, like, New Jersey sucks. And, and I'm, you know, people are like, you should be more optimistic. No, 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 no. It, like optimism and pessimism are real, but also there's a level of reality that you can have and you can just say like something fucking sucks. Yeah, there's a real It doesn't mean there's no good, you know, like, but like New Jersey does not, is not in alignment for Morgan or I or us as a, as a married couple. Yeah. And we, that has probably been one of the bigger battles we've had as a married couple. You know, I think every marriage goes through tough stuff. We've had probably, we took, sure we took on shit that, um, you know, not that like, it's like, well, we have it harder than anybody else. We made this decision and we knew that we were going to face tough times and we certainly have, but I think everybody goes through these things. A lot of people won't talk about it. Um, luckily enough that I've, I've leaned on you and Jen and stuff that you both have told me about your relationship that like, it was like, this is not all hunky dory all the time. This takes massive amounts of work and, you know, Absolutely. you know, th those things are great, but New Jersey sucks nah. is my point. And so furthering that, the people I work with, I get to interact with them daily. I've met some really great people. People have been very open and accepting of me and, and, and Morgan and give up, given us a lot. And that makes a lot of things even more difficult because you feel like, ah, these people gave you such great opportunity. They've they have really opened their arms for you and given you a place to land and they understand your position and all these things. But it is not in alignment with me. Yeah. And in New Jersey, as much as you can probably create something, it's like we don't see ourselves staying there. Um, and so it's like, well, how much do I want to go invest in something there or outside of where I'm, I'm at for work? Is it good enough? Sure. Or how do I balance these things? But you saying what you said about like I have to go do this that's a dagger for me because that's that's kind of I can I can hear myself saying like well I have to see this person I have to see that person in work and a lot of times it's not not it's not the person it's that I just there's a lot of other things that go about it that that I'm like I I don't I'm not aligned with this, this isn't serving me yeah um, a lot of it has to do with money but it's weird because I've oddly in the last couple of weeks, um, I've pulled back 
and all of a sudden it feels like life is opening up and not necessarily in all the ways I wanted to, but it does feel like something is opening up. So I, I can, you saying that can make me appreciate even more what you're talking about with not aligning with work. And, and to me, I'm not sure I've figured out why I'm not aligned yet. I don't know if it matters, but I, I think part of it does to figure out what direction or what pathway I'm really going to take. But when you talk about, essentially you are the connector between the top and the, the, the top, the, the top and the service part, right? These, these two, mm-hmm. two ends of the yeah. pole, the pole, polarity of it. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you have this, you know, your numbers guy on one side of it, but you're also like, how do I connect both ends of this? And to me, like, that's who I want to be or I feel like I am. I get fired up. We were talking about this. Like, I like movement. It's something I want to learn everything about. I love nutrition. I actually like coaching nutrition. And that's why I do it. But I like it because I can tap into the mindset. I get to mm. talk to people. And that's what really fucking fires me up. Like, I want to know shit about what you're thinking. Mostly because I'm teaching what I want to learn. I want to learn more about myself through other people's experiences and that's why I talk to people like yourself. But when it's not serving you and then you jump into this unknown, as a man, your ego is tapped on. What are the actual tools that you use? Because you say, oh, you let it go. You feel these things. What tools do you use? So by tools, what do you necessarily mean? I mean the like thing that? that's come up for me recently is journaling. Journaling, okay. Gotcha. Like what, what things do you do to work through X, Y, and Z to let go or to manage your feeling or to come back to grounded, whatever, insert buzzword. I don't know. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm bad at that stuff, but here's the buzzword grounding. Yeah. Um, is it journaling? Is it meditating? What do those things look like for you? And then. I'll just say it right now so you can just rant hopefully instead of hearing me talk. When you use those things, those tools, how do we get other men on board to understand that it's okay to feel and that that is, in the way I phrase it, not pussifying men but actually making us able to show up and be better for ourselves and those in our lives. Mm. Okay. I hope you remember that because I'm not going to remember what I just asked you. I think I will. I'll try. try. It depends on how far along I get in my first part of the rant. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) The tools that I use, I I do meditate, but not as often as I'd like. Yeah. But what I do a lot, so for me, getting grounded, I I need to be in nature. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I live in a neighborhood. We have trees, but there's a park. So a lot of times, like, you know, I wake up early. Mornings are my, like, I use mornings for my time. Because I'm usually up first. I'm going to the gym in the morning. And mornings are a beautiful, peaceful time, and I I love them. And those always help me get reconnected. Because it's not just like, okay, it's not like I can do one thing and then I'm fine for... A period of time you need to align yourself and be be conscious and aware daily of how you want to be and how who you want to show up as and so each morning I try not to get sidetracked with other things now it's not perfect right but the tools I use I've understood that the morning is my time 
that I get to check in with myself to, you know, set the table for my day. Who, do, who what type of man do I want to be today? Then I know that connecting myself, my meditation isn't always just, you know, sitting quietly and breathing for 10 minutes. It's walking in the woods. It's hearing the trees. It's seeing the sun. It's feeling the wind. There's, um, a watershed. <laughs> I go there because I get to hear the water. And so that stuff grounds me. And then I get to clear my head of all the bullshit, which is ego, which is all these other things telling you that you're not doing something right or what the fuck are you going to do? What's that conversation look like in your head? It's kind of like what I'm talking about right now. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? You're quitting your job? Not going to have any money? What are you going to do? And then it's like, wait a second, dude. You can do this. Like, it's fine. Like who? It's one thing I've had to work on myself is uh, worrying about what others think and view mm. of me. And as you know, to say that out loud, you know, it's it's a thing for a guy to be like, oh, I don't give a shit what people think. But, but don't you? you? Do. Yeah, don't you? But you do. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I test it on <laughs> not table. Uh, I test that too. Like when <laughs> this has been the joke the last couple of days. I'm not triggered, but all with all due respect, mm-hmm. you're about you know like you just said it and like almost 100 percent of the time, which was annoying because I said it the other day to Morgan, where I was like giving an example. When someone tells you that they're not triggered, they're definitely triggered. Yeah. And then like yesterday, something came up, and I was like, I hate that I'm about to do this, but I'm actually not triggered. I'm just a little like this. And I was like, God damn it! Yeah. You, you're just walking around your own trap. But anyway, they're going. The, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, you know, I've had to do a lot of work around. And that's just been, like, the work that you do around it is, like, figuring out, okay, well, why why do you care about that? You know, why do you care about what other people think? Like, that, should that really dictate the direction that you're going to move your life in? Is that a childhood wound? <laughs> you is know? That, like, is that where it comes it, from, you think? It's got to be. I don't know. I haven't gotten that bar yet. I just wrote it down, but I figured I would just interrupt you. And say, yeah. Like, I mean, so, I don't know everything about it yet. I just know that that's something that I'm aware of. Yeah. It's a feeling that's been kind of a blocker for me. I haven't been able to pinpoint, you know, like where it came from or why it's there. That part frustrates me. You know, when I'm like trying to do some self, well, when I'm when I'm doing self work, whatever that really looks like for me right now, I get very, very frustrated. I can't figure it out. <laughs> very, very frustrating. But. Um, so you use, you, you use nature a lot, which is something very cool uh, in med- meditation. And, and, you know, meditation is, how do I phrase this? Many people will say meditation is supposed to be a certain thing. But meditation, I guess, in this circumstance can be mean that like you sit and, and breathe and focus on breathing or visual, whatever you want to do, insert there. But meditation is just another way of saying of bringing awareness to right now, the present moment, right? But I wrote this down, I have a sequence down here, and I, I know I didn't really give you an opportunity to answer everything, but I got some questions now. So you said something that made me write down the confidence to quote unquote pull back to go forward. And I'm referencing like you quitting your job. I call that quote unquote going backwards, not in the sense of like negative work, but pulling away to get launched back forward into maybe something more aligned with yourself that you know we, we call you working with Jen alongside Jen in her business as a transition period for you, Pat. 
but that confidence to say like, I am going to do this because I know that something more is coming forward and what is right on the doorstep is plenty, but I also know that this is going to lead me into another journey that I'm way more aligned with. Where does that confidence come from in yourself to say like, I will, I will create essentially. And I, I have pulling back in quotes because it's not supposed to be a negative uh, term. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back. Like I'm thinking right now with my work, I'm stepping back so that I can organize myself to be launched forward. You know, it's not just like, well, I'm bad now. It's not that at all. It's creating space, maybe is a better way to put it. And I have that related to leaving your position in your job. But then I'm gonna segue that into what does it mean to be investing in yourself? And this is that, is that another form of investing? What the fuck is really investing in yourself? Because we always think about financially, but that could be filling up the cup with meditation, with nature time, all these things. So my question, which I don't even know if I said anything, is where does that confidence come from? And this is probably actually right on cue with what we were just talking about, of creating that space to make sure that you are aligned with the next thing that you really wanna do for self or for your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the confidence part, it comes and goes. You know, there's days where I'm incredibly confident and there's days where I'm not. It's like the worst answer ever because it's the right answer. You know, because (laughs) it's tough, but that's where, um, you know, you you nailed it. Like, investing in yourself is not financially all the time. There's certainly times you need to invest financially because you do need that extra guidance or that coach or whatever. But investing in yourself is figuring out, okay, how do I make myself more of a whole person to then show up? to this world in a bigger way mm. that will allow me to have the success that I need to have. You know, like, what are the things that I'm not, that I'm not focusing on that are detouring me, that are bringing my frequency down, that are lowering me down, and how do I stay connected to, you know, my higher self? How do I stay connected to my the self that I want to be? Mm. And taking a step back, or at least, or at least knowing what you don't want. Fair, fair. Sometimes you don't need to know what you want. If you keep focusing, it's like it's the manifestation thing, yeah. right? If I'm focusing on all the bad things, all the bad things are going to come into my life. If I'm focusing on all the good things, all the good things are going to come into my life. So if I know what the bad things are, and I can eliminate some of the bad things then those aren't part of my thought process anymore and then I can choose to have more of the positive. And then that just starts to build and build and build. Do you feel like you have a purpose in this world? Do you believe in that? Yes. Do you, feel, do you feel like you know what yours is? I am recently getting more connected to what I think that is. Interesting. That's something I struggle with. I, it's, um, I have this thought process and I say it often out loud. I am really good for other people. I, I could lead people out of a shit box into a, anything that's a gold box. I, I just, I don't know. I like have this way of like turning off all motion going, here's what you do. And it's like, oh my God, dude, how do you find, like, I even look at myself and I'm like, 
the fuck did you just say, man? It made so much like nice job, bro. Like, this is awesome. An outer body. But then like I, I yeah, and then I walk away, and then all of a sudden the voice creeps up and goes, "You're a fucking idiot. The fuck are you? To, who are you to fucking know this thing?" And then it just it stays there, and it starts making me question myself about well, what is your purpose. And I feel like I, it's weird for me to say that I feel like I know my gift and my gift is the gift of gab as a joke, but like gift of talking, connecting with others and for whatever reason, I'm glad this is a thing, but for whatever reason, people feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our friend Travis, when, when I, <clears throat> I had told him that Morgan and I had been, gotten married and that I would be leaving um, he made a comment to me uh, in some way or another. He said that you are, you are so good at being vulnerable enough. And I always just thought of myself as vulnerable. I'll have these really hard conversations with you. I'll tell you I was suicidal. I had struggled with pills that, you know, in a weird way. I, I struggled with my self-esteem. I'll, always, I'm fine with talking about it. Um, sometimes I'm not fine with talking because I'm like, I'm not sure if somebody else can handle it. And then there's another conversation like who am I to judge who can handle what fucking say if you want to say it but he said basically in a way of like you are vulnerable enough and he's like I admire that because you open up the environment for people to feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. to express themselves and then you get to work Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I have that in the back of my head as a confidence boost of like you know this direction that you want to head is actually probably pretty in tune with who you are something I've always thought about, the mindset side of things, whether it be in sports, the leadership side of things, definitely in sports from a very young age. But him saying that, and then Morgan and I at one point, she was like, you have the, you do this thing where you get me to open up all the time, but you never open up. And I'm like, I open up all the time. <laughs> and she, in her own way, said exactly what Travis said. And thankfully, Travis said it because it was, you know, when I got on my own way and I got my alone time and I, I finally revisited what she said and I sifted through it. I mean, she said exactly what Travis said. And it was that, yeah, yeah, you tell me things, but you don't tell me anything. And that's something I've had to work really hard on. There's a trust thing there. Um, it's just something I've done because I care about people. I want to help people so much mm-hmm. in a way that like, I'll put myself in this dog shit for a minute just to make sure you feel comfortable. And it's not out of malice or anything. Like, it's just like, I care about what you're doing. Let's fix it. Let's get it going. Mm-hmm. And I don't put that into myself. Um, and you brought up the spirituality, the spirituality side of things, and I know that that's something that I've all, I've thought about for a long time. And I know that you are experiencing. I don't want to put a measure on it, but I know that you you and Jen are both into it. And I know Morgan and I are Morgan's a little more down into a different rabbit hole than I am, but I'm trying to be in it too. And so this is something we talked about, and this is along the lines of investment. Why don't men, particularly, I don't know, I don't speak for women as you know, often, I hope I try not to, but for men, in my experience, we don't invest well in ourselves, whether it be financially or otherwise, like we just talked about meditation. Self-growth. Right. Men, you know, There's yeah. a very small, mm-hmm. fall, small niche of, of men that do are open about their self-growth. I think every man thinks about it to some extent, or they want to, but they don't admit it. But then it comes back to that whole feeling what you're feeling, being okay as a man feeling these things. It's okay to cry as a quote, um, but getting in that spirituality side of things where there is that higher power. 
there is this connection to something bigger than me. Um, You know, how does that all tie together? The lack of investment or the lack of being outwardly investing? Like, I invest in myself. Or I do X, Y, and Z to better myself, to feel my feelings, to feel my feminine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, you're just, you know, people are doing that just to make themselves feel better about themselves. They're not doing the real work. Or they're doing that to just, like, show other people that they're they're doing better. But, you know, I'm going to go back to something that you said. And it was, you know, Travis said something to you. A friend said something to you. You heard it. Your wife said something to you in a different way, but the same message. And you heard it. Mm -hmm. Like... Having somebody tell you something and then having you hear it are different things. Like you actually heard it, and you're 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 open to it. The openness and the awareness—that's key. That's the thing that most men aren't able to do. Most men, if somebody said to you, "You're vulnerable enough," or whatever, you're not gonna take that. You know, you're not gonna accept that as a either a compliment or a whatever, or think about well. Is this something I need to work on? Mm. You know, they're gonna you're gonna be more closed up to it, and then that I think also translates to the spiritual side. If you're not open, you know, into receiving or hearing what the messages are from people or whatever your intuition, like what's your gut? You know, what's your you know your gut intuition telling you to do? Well if you check into that more and you start becoming more aware of that, you know, that's what I believe are your guides, your spirit guides, things that are helping guide you along the way. You may, you have these moments in time where you're like, I need to do this. Or my gut is telling me to do this. Yeah. And you don't know where it came from. You don't. And then your brain kicks in and starts analyzing <laughs> all this kind right? of shit. Yeah. And all you need to do is hear the message and do it. I had, a, I had a therapist, I have a therapist I work with from time to time. And uh, <clears throat> I I struggle to call him a therapist because, you know, Morgan and I have talked about I, I feel like he's more of an energy worker. Uh, I did a podcast with Tara Miller and she's, she's in the therapy sector. But she's like, I don't, we don't talk about, you know, we can, but we don't just go like, what was your childhood boom? She talks about from, we regulate nervous system. If you're not ready to go back there, we don't go back. So all we're doing is reigniting the nervous system to relive it. And she's like, that's not what we're trying to do. And I'm probably butchering that whole thought process. But he, when she was talking to me on the podcast about it, I felt very much like Mike, my therapist, did a lot of that you know he would let me talk when I needed to but then he'd go okay that's enough I don't really even care what you're saying as much as I care about what you're saying but like what's the work we have to do here and uh, it, it was he he had this way of stopping your thought process and bringing itself yourself to here mm. but he had this I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this it wasn't so much the therapy, but it was bringing you to right now, the awareness of everything that happened. Yeah. Shutting your brain down and letting those thoughts stop. Yeah. Quieting yourself to then get clarity on what 
tuning in yeah. to the feeling that you need to feel. I don't even know what you need to make. Yeah, and I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but you may have just said it for me. Of like, you break the cycle of what mind comes in. He he always be like, well, what do you want to do, or what's the thing that lights you up? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't know. And he goes, do you not know, or do you automatically just tell yourself you couldn't do it? And so that, you know, in that conversation, your mind happens so fast that you think you don't know. He's like, do you really not know what you want to do? Do you really think you don't know what you want to do? Or have you just conditioned yourself to think, I want, I want to have this drink. No, you can't. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, you've already conditioned yourself to say you can't have the things you want. Right. And, and that's something that, I guess that's what I was trying to, exp- right there, that's what I was thinking of trying to say, was that like, how quickly do we shut ourselves down? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and so way then, more than we think we do. Yeah, right? well, that, that was what I walked away with. It wasn't so much like, oh, I figured out how to fix it. It was a matter of like, oh, shit. How much do I do this with? Because it's probably almost everything. But that was kind of what you just said about like being open to receiving the spirituality side of things, the, the openness. And if you're not open, you know, Morgan saying things, Travis saying things, but how do you expect to feel that gut intuition or that message if you're not open to receiving anything? Yeah, it's like um, it's like uh, Peter Pan. <laughs> if you don't believe, you won't fly. I was just thinking about Peter Pan because remember in Peter Pan where it's like if you really don't believe, you're never going to be able to do it. But you have to truly believe, right? How do you get on that train? And I remember, I, and the reason that this came together for me is because I remember being in that position. Because Jenna started her journey before I did in the awareness of the spiritual side and being more connected with it. And I'm going to name drop Taylor Simpson yeah. and Johnny L. Sasser, but Taylor Simpson and Johnny were both very vital in my growth of becoming aware of these things. And you know, it's, it's being, it's, 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 you know, following and listening to the right people that can help you along your journey. But also when Jenna was starting to do it, I didn't believe, like I would read these cards or I would listen to what she was doing. And I wouldn't believe it. Or I'd pull a card and I'd see the message. I'd read the message, but I wouldn't hear the message. And I certainly wouldn't, you know, attribute what the message is to what is going on in her life. And until I like was able to actually relax and then say, okay, this is, I'm going to believe in this and this is real. I'm going to be open to it. That's when it started. That's when the messages I started to get in the car started to make sense. See, that's where I'm at right now. I'm glad you're saying this. Uh, Morgan's way more trusting of her intuition. She's, she, I mean, Morgan is very much farther along in, in her journey. Um, and I'm not someone that's like, I'm not skeptical of it. I'm more hard of trusting it. And then also being like, when I, you know, I read this thing, I'm like, well, that's oddly like accurate. And then I look at her and I go, what the fuck does it mean? Like, where, where do I apply this thing? You know, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't have the, the connection part of it because we, you know, we pull the cards, we meditate, we do all these things, and, and I won't disclose her journey. She, you know, it'd be for her to tell. But we have these things where I'm like, it's not that I don't believe your experiences or what it means or anything. It's that like, 
I don't know what it means for me. <laughs> and I don't know where to apply it or how to apply it. And that part of it fucking... Fr- it's like... It's like when she comes to me with a problem and I'm supposed to listen, but I'm like, I can fix it. Right, Just right, right, right. do this. Yeah, you wanna, this is yeah. so fucking easy. Like, what are you, what are you fucking worried yeah. about? And what are you even complaining be, about? All you need to be is a sounding board. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, you don't even yeah. need a tool. You just need to fucking do this. Yeah. Um, but then I, in turn, when I can't do that for myself, I get very, very frustrated. Very frustrated. Yeah. And so sometimes she's like, well, I feel like you're judging or challenging. I'm like, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with it. I don't believe it's real. It's that I'm having a hard time applying it. So then it raises the question of, what the fuck does it mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sounds like I'm at where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In terms, because like I read it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I can see how that applies. But then I go, but to what? You know, like I can feel like, oh shit, this is this is accurate right now. This is something, but I'm like, was that coincidental? Is this real? To what? No All these things. And that's what she says. In in the last couple of weeks, it's, I've become way more open. I've pulled myself back, as I quoted earlier. And all of a sudden, things seem to open up. And I don't know what they mean. I don't know. You know financially, it's like your face is melting off. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. There's the ego of man. What am I going to provide with? I'm going to invest money over here, but I have nothing coming in the other side. But it is that trusting process of like, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch forward into whatever yeah. the next thing is. But it's funny you bring up uh, Taylor and Johnny because I've been watching from afar. You know, Morgan and I take in a little bit of what they do. We're starting to get into it. And I told you this before. I was like, we always joke, like, oh, Pat and Jen are our people. We're just not theirs, you know? And, and so, like, it, it's funny because we are, her and I are, are working on leveling ourselves up as individuals. And it's been really nice to do it together. And so I can, I kind of look at you and, and Jen as, as kind of like a, an example of like how I think of you guys I think of you often when I'm like how would Pat handle this thing because I know <laughs> you know they're very, they're very much in similar roles of intuition I feel like yeah. and, and they're women of power oh, yeah. you know really what they are they're very much women, women are full of power and some tap in and some tap into it other ways and that's fine um, and so I think you know you've, you've talked to me about a lot of things in my past and about like you know what does it mean to be confident in doing certain things but um it is really interesting you say that the awareness and the openness, and that's something that I know that's where I probably have to work. But um. yeah, in in these things, it's like you know the answers they're never hard and fast, and there's never something that says do this plus this equals this. Yeah, like, that's not the way. And that's such a work. shit. That's so shitty because you know? like as much as I'm not that person when it comes to my shit, I'm like. Oh, can't me. someone just give me the three things that if you right. do X, Y, and Z, I'm like, I know it, it, it comes back to like, well, if we had a skinny pill, people would still forget to do it or use it. I would probably still be a person where like, I feel like Jen, when she's like mentoring, she's like, Bri, do this, this, and this. And I'm like, yeah, but what if, but what about, yeah. And this? she's just sitting there like, all right, motherfucker, when you, when you just do this, you'll fucking look back and it's like your parents were like, shit. They were totally right. I just wish I didn't do 25 years of this, but whatever. Um, it is one of those things of, I wish that were the case, but I know that nothing is really, I don't want to use, nothing is just yes or no all the time. There's yeah. this gray area of everything, but. It's, it's a gray area and, and the, the, the beautiful, like the, the thing that I've learned and that's really helped me is breaking down that wall 
right? So like we all have this wall, it's ego, it's all these things, right? It's, you know, you're too connected to the materialism or the human side of the world, right? And there's the human side, the spiritual side, but the human side, you get caught up in the day-to-day things of life and those things consume you. So then you can't be in a position to be open to hearing a message from the spiritual side, mm-hmm. you know, because your logical brain and everything is so like, well, I need to do this, this, and this. these are things that this is life, you know, I'm living in reality, you know, and so you're not going to hear the message or be able to connect it. It's that time when you get to just quiet that. And then even if you, it's like when you're hearing the message or when you're listening to somebody who is you know, speaking about spirituality or this journey and you're, and you're listening to it and there's side of you that's saying, okay, but that doesn't, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> you know, then you've got to say, okay, well, let's just, let's just break through. Let's just stop that and say, okay, well, what if this, this is real? I'm gonna what be if open. it is real? Yeah, I'm going to be open and I'm going to, I'm going to turn, you know, inward. Like what's, what's blocking that for me? You know, why am I, why, why do I not think that could be real? It totally could be real. Yeah. Uh, to me, like you saying that just brings up the thought process of like, I didn't understand what fear of success meant. And then it started to make sense of like, well, it's because be successful, you've got to develop into somebody else that maybe there's a lot of discomfort in, in raising up to that level. And then and when I started thinking about that, I was like, that's what fear of success means. It's not fear of like, oh, I made a million dollars. It's the fear of who you have to become to be that person and that requires change, which requires some kind of a lack of comfort at some point. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, dude, I could talk to you, well, I'm gonna talk to you all night, um, but we're gonna get off this thing here soon. Yeah, people um, don't wanna listen to us. Just... No, I know, at this, this point it's just truly for us. I mean, probably for me giggle it was, but well, I mean, uh, we'll, leave on, we'll leave on these two things. Well, three things maybe. I have vulnerability written down and I wanted to hear about what people think. And I'm gonna try and do my best to tie this together. The, the, the fear around people, men in our case, we'll, we'll kind of keep it to men. The fear of becoming vulnerable and what that means and how we view it as a non-strength when reality is it probably is the greatest strength. And maneuvering that among many other things of what people think and how they judge what does that mean for you between vulnerability and what people think? Mm. It's, you know, um, know, what people think. I could have asked that in a way better way, I know, for sure. That's okay. What does it mean to be vulnerable? And when you are vulnerable, what happens when how do you how do you compensate for what people think Mm, mm -hmm. i think you know when when you are vulnerable in the in a true sense and you let your true self come out because when you're vulnerable it's to me being vulnerable means that you're you don't have uh the the mask of masculinity up right oh those house nice you don't have that that mask up Right? So when you're vulnerable, you get to give somebody a window into your truer self of what you're really feeling. And by being vulnerable, it means that you're, you're connected to 
what you're really feeling. You're connecting to your true self. Mm. And so then if somebody judges you for how you're being vulnerable or being your truest self, then that person, you know, then I don't give that person space in my life. So um, somebody said this to me too, like, you know, if you're true to yourself, there is no judgment. There's no judgment. There's no room. If you're on your path and you're being true to yourself, then the judgment doesn't fall upon you. You're protected from the judgment. Wow. And that was that was a recent one. That was something somebody said to me that helped me out a ton. It was a psychic that I saw in Sedona. You didn't even tap into that. Dude, that's what I'm saying. We could it literally be here all freaking night on this. It was thing. incredible. But if you're true to yourself, if, if you're being vulnerable, then you're true, you're connected to your, your true self, your emotions, and you're allowing somebody into that. And you're protected. You can't be judged. Mm. So if they're judging you, whatever, you know, but like it, it falls, it just doesn't even, it doesn't even hit you. Yeah, there's just like force field around you. Yeah, you're you're protected. I'm I'm in my true self, so there's no there's no more judgment. I love that, dude. Wow, getting there is probably the obstacle, but man, once you're there, it's gotta be flying. It's gotta be like flying on your own fucking saucer. But it's it's not like it's something that's constant. I yeah. have to. Oh, I'm sure that's work. Constant work. Yeah. That. Yeah. But it's uh, that's really cool. For, I like that. That's that was a big revelation for me, and that was recent. That's the fun part of the journey. You know, you're never there. Yeah. You're never like, oh, there's cool. no destination. That, you're yeah. never there. It's just always constantly. That's the beautiful part about what you're doing. Like you continue to get to work on yourself because you enjoy that. Yeah. And then you get to bring that into the people you help. Wow. That's what yeah. all coaches are doing. Holy shit, dude. All you're doing as a coach, uh-huh. you're, you're just a few steps ahead of everybody I just else. Need, I need to fucking hire journey. you is what I need to do. Right. <laughs> just <laughs> be in my ear. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's what you're doing. You get to help those people. Oh, dude. Because you're helping yourself, and it's perfect. I love it, man. Well, I'm ready for another margarita, so we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, last two questions. The first one, I think, usually is a lab, but maybe sure. it's not. It's fine. Uh, where can people find and follow you, you oh. as well as you and Jen, on the next bit of your journey? That's right. Well, uh, certainly follow my wife at the Jen Kennedy. Yeah, I'll, I'll link. I'll tag her in this one. I'll finally <laughs> give her the ability to be tagged in a life well done um, uh, post. How yeah, lucky is she? Super lucky. <laughs> um, myself, my Instagram. You can check me out at prkennedy84. However, you're not going to see very many posts because I don't show up on Instagram <laughs> yeah, too much. But when you do make stories of like, dude, the best one is when you have Jen in there on National the Geographic. Geo, yeah. Oh my oh, god, yeah. dude! I'm like laughing out loud. Morning, like, what is it? I'm like. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Nat Geo is going to go to a whole new level when we're on the road. Oh, I'm sure, I'll tell dude. I'm that right now. I'm going to be showing up a lot more on you know Instagram, that's for sure. Sure. But the other one to follow is The House Kennedy. That's going to be our, uh, our, our RV life journey uh, Instagram to follow. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. It'll be from my point of view. It'll be from Jen's point of view. And it'll be from Roxy's point I of view. I love it. Roxy, the coolest dog. Uh, she's gonna have she's a lot so of great ones in there. So many sniffs and places to pee and poop. It's gonna be awesome. Um, well, dude, uh, bef- before we wrap this entirely up, the last question I ask everybody 
uh, in some form is when it's all said and done, what will it take for you to look back and think that I, it was a life well done? Staying, staying true to my core values, not allowing outside factors to deter me from what I know to be true in the life I want to live. If I can say at the end of the day that I live a life based on my moral code, and then and, and above all else, I made decisions that way, I can look back and say, okay. You did okay. I love it. I love it, dude. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful to be able to have this conversation with you. I'm honored that you made time in your day, and you and Jen both made time in your day for us. I'm super excited for you both. I, I congratulate you, but I know this is literally just the surface that you both are, are tapping into as individuals and as a team. Um, it's sad to see you guys leave home because when I do come home, I, you know, you guys have now become a part of my home in terms of Michigan, but I also know that uh, selflessly, I'm, I'm, I'm just more excited for you guys to journey along together and watch you grow and all these things. Um, well, you'll be able to come visit us on our home. Yeah, just, we park it. yeah, man. It's uh, in New Jersey's a great, great we place. Yeah, you shouldn't. Honestly, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, just avoid it. Even if it's an hour longer ride to go around it, you should go around it. We will avoid you, it couple of buildings and that's about it um and a jug handle that's how we turn in there um but dude i can't i cannot uh i don't even need to be recording this i'll just tell you this in person anyways but i uh, i cannot thank you enough for your friendship for the support uh, of both morgan and i as as individuals and married couple you and jen were two of the people that um did not make us question what was going on in our lives when we decided to make the decision mm. to get married and, and take our risks together. And for that, we knew that we had found people that we could trust and and really confide in when things were good and bad. So uh, for that, man, I know I'll speak for Morgan too. We are eternally grateful for both of you. And uh, this was this was tough fun. I can't wait for the second one. Dude, well, thank you so much for <laughs> Next having time we me just, here. Of course love you as a brother and I'm thrilled that we can both have this impact on each other because it has been a wonderful journey and we are just starting. I love it dude. <laughs> I love it. Let's make marks. Alright buddy. <laughs>